It's the Paddle Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the Paddle Podcast. I am your host, Eric Antonson. Very excited. I'm always excited when I do the show. I would say I'm excited, but I am always excited. It's a fun thing to do. Uh, I've been working a real job, well, quote unquote, real job, um, for the last nine years. And it's really fun to focus on your passion every day. Think about interviewing folks like Noah Janella, who's on the show today, and learning what inspires that kid. Um, it's pretty fun, so I really enjoy it, and I thank you guys for the opportunity to do it. And before we get started on uh, the interview today, let's go through some stuff that's going on in the uh, in the world of paddlewoo. So, on the website, I have decided to start uh, what we're calling the paddlewoo guides, which is I get a lot of email pertaining to progression, folks asking questions about progressing. So I figured, because there's very little information about it, and there's not even a nomenclature, there's not even a vernacular for our sport currently, I've decided to do the paddle guides, which are uh, basically lessons, step-by-step breakdown of how turns, maneuvers are done. And so yesterday we published the first one, which is uh, frontside bottom turns, and that is illustrated by Fisher Grant, who does a Pretty nice big old front side bottom turn and, and we break it down through seven steps. So head on over to paddlewoo.com and you can check that out. Um, and then, uh, so, so the guides are going to be a staple of the website from now on. I'm going to try to knock out a couple of those a week and until we kind of have a, uh, an index of paddle enhanced surfing maneuvers. You can kind of go there and see what the best are up to and I, to my best of my ability, will explain how to do them. There's going to be a point there where I can no longer keep up with uh, with the best. So the other thing that I did this morning was I was about to write the guide to a backside bottom turn, and we have yet to define paddle placement in regards to uh, doing turns, and, and it needs to change the, the, the terminology that needs to be different when your paddle is on your heel side, when your paddle is on your toe side. And so it struck me this morning that when you're placing, as I was breaking down this backside bottom turn that Fisher does and thinking about doing them, it is, um, the pivot motion is so, is so impactful in the turn. When you, when you really stick that paddle in the water and you're, you're leaning on it, but it's also grabbing water, it's a slingshot. And so I'm going to call that slingshot from now on. And this is not like the uh, the normal slingshot. This is the Davis, David and Goliath slingshot. And if you go to paddlewood.com, you can see um, a diagram of it I found online. It'll make sense to you. And if you do the turn correctly, it feels like a slingshot. In front side, cut back with uh, the slingshot paddle position on the inside there. Maybe we'll call that like a sling back or something, uh, which I don't like that much. But we got to figure out something to call it. Um, or the Justin back, as Colin McPhillips calls it. But the, the the paddle on the inside, when you're going at speed and you sink the rail and you grab that, you, you really just slingshot um, around your paddle. It's almost like, I don't know what movie it was, one of the, uh, one of the space movies from the 90s when they're going to slingshot around the moon to go towards the asteroid. It's that same feeling. It's like that slingshot around your paddle. And so uh, you can see the backside guide will be up here in the next day or so. Take a look at that. Um, 
in our world here in Costa Rica, Oscar and I are preparing for the last stop on the Costa Rica national contest circuit for stand-up paddle surfing. And we decided because so far all the events have run in pretty terrible ways. At least the finals have been really terrible in the afternoon onshore conditions. So for the last uh, five days, and we got another week going, we've been going out and surfing in the middle of the day, about two o'clock, waiting for that onshore to really start blowing. And boy, does it change uh, what you feel comfortable riding. I'm going to ride probably a five liter bigger board for this last stop after just feeling how much energy it drains riding my uh, my little F1. So um, that's been fun to do, trying to get in shape there. And it's also interesting to think here in Costa Rica, you are not allowed in the contest, you're not allowed to sit down. And in the stand-up world tour and in the ISA contests, you are allowed to sit down when you're outside the back in between sets. And that also really changes your energy output during a heat. Uh, the difference in sitting down for maybe five or seven minutes of a 20 minute heat and having to be on your feet the whole time and riding a board that's underwater uh, is pretty incredible. And so uh, hopefully we can talk to some folks here and get that changed. But that's something that would be interesting food for thought about what defines uh, stand up paddleboarding, paddle enhanced surfing. At what point uh, is it just surfing on a shortboard with a paddle. I mean, if you, you can't paddle in on your uh, prone and then stand up and use a paddle, but there's, there's gotta be, maybe in the future, it turns into a volume to weight ratio minimum that you have to maintain. So, and, and in that regard, in the interview here today, Noah actually talks about when he surfs in contest, he enjoys riding a little bit bigger boards so that he wins paddle battles and it's an advantage. And he surfs them. He said he's surfing the 7.6 Nash. Uh, if you check out the SUP movie, that's the board he's riding from what he says in the interview. And that's a, it's a, it's a bigger leader board, but he surfs it incredible. So um, one thing I've noticed here doing these episodes is that the vast majority of the guests are very well-rounded surfers. And what brings that up is the fact that in talking to Noah, Noah uh, does everything, spends a lot of time on a shortboard, loves big wave surfing as well. Uh, be it from Hawaii, it seems like you have to love big wave surfing. And that stand-up paddle surfing, I believe in the future, is just going to be a part of a quiver. I don't think it's going to replace shortboarding in any way. I think that a lot of the better surfers are going to spend a lot of time on a stand-up and it is going to be seen as uh, a way to enjoy a different type of wave, uh, which is interesting to think about the sport because there's so much uh, debate over folks on shortboards and stand-ups. But if you look at the best guys on stand-ups right now, they all rip. I mean, Giorgio Gomez, who has already recorded his episode, which will air in the next week or so, uh, he actually just surfed in the, in the um, contest at Huntington, the U.S. Open, on a shortboard. And he rips on a stand-up. And I believe he prefers to surf a stand-up. But uh, it's just a part of being a surfer. And so it's going to be interesting to see if that is the trend, where it's not that stand-up is fighting shortboarding. It's just that the best guys who enjoy riding waves ride everything. And a stand-up is a big part of that because of the obvious advantages it gives you in certain conditions. And that's what it is to me. I'm probably 75, 80% stand up, 
Um, I love the sport. It's my favorite thing to do in the water, given the perfect conditions for it. But there's days that I really enjoy shortboarding as well. And the point uh, that I feel like I should make here, though, is the fact that if you love stand-up paddleboarding, surfing, but are not doing anything else, you're probably limiting yourself in your A, enjoyment of the ocean, and then B, progression through stand-up. Because there are lessons that you learn faster on a shortboard, like using your rails, um, that if you're not shortboarding, it's going to take you a lot longer to uh, progress through through the sport. And so just something to think about. If you're, if you're solely doing stand-up, maybe you want to throw in some uh, shortboarding. And if you are listening to this as a sole shortboarder, maybe you might want to think about adding a stand-up to the quiver uh, for training purposes. So very cool. Um, Noah Janella who is the guest on the show today, surfs for Nash and surfs for Hurley. I'm sure he's got some other great sponsors in there, um, but those are the two big ones. He has some exciting news that he's going to share with us. I think it's pretty darn cool, especially for the direction of stand-up as a sport. Well, I guess that's enough for the preamble. Um, without further ado, Noah Janella is on the Padawoo podcast. Noah Janella, thank you very much for being on the show um, how are you doing today? Doing great. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for having me. I'm uh, stoked to have, have a little chat and catch up and, um, yeah, everything's good here. A little humid in Hawaii, but where are good. you in Hawaii? Uh, I'm on Oahu. I live on Oahu, the North shore. So, um, not really any waves this time of year, but good for diving and good for all kinds of other stuff, but it's definitely hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's hot here yeah. too, man. In the water. Um, so, what is your background in surfing? Kind of fill us in on on who you are and how you became relevant in the sport of stand up paddle surfing. So, all right. So, yeah. Grow. Um, I guess growing up on the North Shore, it's pretty uh, standard to just start surfing pretty young. Everyone surfs. It's like uh, you know, if you were grew up at the base of a mountain, everyone would probably go, you just naturally be on the snow or skiing or something, but it's just like, kind of, that's what's in our backyard, so everyone surfs at a young age, so that's kind of all I've ever known, really, and uh, it's funny, because uh, stand-up came along, and I had a few of my role models that were doing it, and people around me, and it was really kind of at the forefront of, like, the, the sti- like, the beginning of, of stand-up being, you know, a thing that people are doing, and and uh, I saw it, and it looked kind of fun. I don't know why more people weren't jumping on it. I just naturally kind of got had a, a neighbor, actually, that um, that had a board, and he would ride it, and I was like, oh, can I borrow that thing? So he let me when borrow did, it. For, when when for was like, this? It must have been 2009 or 10. I don't Yeah. So yeah, back. How, how old are you now? How old are, how old were you when you started getting into the sport? I was probably let's see. I'm 21. Okay. So uh, then it was. Uh, I think I was around 15. So what would that? Eh, maybe I was 16. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, 15 or 16 is when I started. So yeah, I've been uh, out of school for a bit. So you can do the math. No, <laughs> 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 no. Nah, nah. yeah, it was somewhere around there though pretty vague on when it started but yeah it was just kind of here in the north shore everyone 
uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with like prone paddling. It's kind of seemed to be a dying sport, but it's coming back with guys like Jack Bark really pushing the envelope. But, um, yeah, on the North Shore, like you surf in the wintertime, and then when it comes to the summer, naturally everyone just jumps on uh, prone paddle boards, which is these like 12-foot paddle boards. And um, you will do like races, downwind races. And that was all that there ever was, you know. It's like, and everyone's going to do it because it's good training for the winter to get with big waves and get your paddling arms, keep them strong. And um, when stand-up came along, it was that kind of natural transition. I was really into prone paddling. I was training for Molokai and and uh, stand-up paddling. My friend, you know, let me borrow it on a few waves. I'm like, oh, this is fun. Like another another thing to ride for sure. I didn't have one at the time, but then I saw some guys doing it downwind. I'm like, oh, that looks cool. I mean, another another thing to ride downwind and just ended up uh, just being surrounded by people that were doing it. I just had, I don't know, just naturally started uh, started taking it up myself. And, um, yeah, all of a sudden we're getting traveled, starting to travel around and doing all kinds of cool stuff. So it's kind of, I think for a lot of my peers at the top level, they're all about the same situation you don't really notice it happening all of a sudden so you look around and people are looking to, to you for like oh wow like you're doing this sport and you're i don't know it's just it's growing fast it's it's cool to be a part of though yeah for sure um when did you get serious about surfing on a stand-up um it was i you know was, uh, i kind of just really had fun doing it like for a while and almost even when I was doing contests I don't I wouldn't consider myself that serious like for the first year on tour I was still in high school and um I didn't even like a lot of my friends started to like drop out like not drop out of school but they started doing homeschool so they can travel around I just kind of for the first couple of years I just did a couple of events like okay there's one here that I can make Cause it's close and yeah, let's do that one. But then, you know, I got, I can't miss that much school. So I wouldn't be, I wasn't too serious, but it was still cool. Like the, when this to do, and, um, it wasn't until I graduated high school when I, you know, finally had enough time to be like, okay, I had like, my parents were nice enough to give me the opportunity to be like, okay, you know, like you should, you can consider trying this. We'll support you if you, you know, like your decision, if you want to do, stand up for a year and give it a crack so um it was uh in, until after i graduated in like 2012 where i started you know really applying myself and travel uh, so the first time i completed a full world tour and uh took myself seriously doing it and um yeah it was really cool so, so when did you get teamed up with nash then so yeah uh started up with nash around 2012 and uh, that was really, since then, it's been awesome from the get-go. Um, that's been really nice. They're just their boards were really pretty much at the time top of the level and top of the line for racing and surfing, and they've still always kept up that uh, that pace. So it's always it's it's been a nice um, nice ride with those guys for sure. And great people and and just uh, being around like. Some of my teammates would be like Kai, Lenny, and, and Cody Kerbox, and Casper Steinfest. So just traveling around with that, that group of guys has, has been really, really special and, and uh, a lot of good memories. Yeah, there's some talent in that group, huh? 
<laughs> yeah. Um, guys. So since we brought up Nash now, let's talk about the process of you guys designing boards. Because I think I'm a, I'm a geek when it comes to um, board design and evolution of the sport. Because I think it's going to change a good bit over the next three to five years. I think there's going to be creative ways to hide volume and get more performance. But how are you testing equipment, um, improving what you're riding? Yeah. So, I mean, anytime we're just training, we're really testing the equipment. All of us, uh, thankfully, we're all pretty close, like uh, on the on the team. So that, like, I, Nash, a lot of time they're just really asking for us to give our honest opinions on the boards and what we think. And um, and when we get new gear, it's all it, that's all we do. We'll take it out and we'll we'll train together on flat water and see who's got you know what what you guys think and about last year's boards and we'll. We all kind of know our paces, and uh, it's it's definitely it helps to have a few uh, minds there working together, and um, yeah, with the boards we just do the same kind of surfing and see see what it feels like compared to our short boards and that kind of thing, and then when we take it to Nash, Nash, the thing that's unique is like Nash doesn't they don't make any customs, right? So. A lot of the time, it's, it's, it takes a while for us to get another board. So that's another reason why we put so much effort into um, into the, the, the that year's model because, you know, we're going to be surfing them for a year. Um, and we want to make sure that one's really good because any board that uh, we were riding, anyone could buy. They're all pop-outs. So, so you guys are kinda, not doing custom shapes and painting them up? For yourselves those are all the production boards all production boards yeah wow so which is nice because we can just co- duplicate them for right. sure but um yeah we're not there's not it usually takes about a year before yeah it usually takes a year before we're riding the, uh you know if we have something that we want to change right it takes you know a little bit of time but but you know i think it's a good it's a good thing for sure well it's definitely uh, from a perspective of a customer that's yeah, pretty it's epic. good for the customer. For yeah. sure, because there's a lot of, uh, you know, you hear about it, board companies that are, or guys that are, are just logoing custom boards, and then you go out there and you buy a board, and it's not exactly what you're seeing somebody surfing. And so... Yeah, I think it's most companies, really. I think Nash is one of the few that does that. Right. And, I mean, it could be limited, limiting on the rider sometimes, but at this point, we're all pretty satisfied with what we're doing, and we're put enough effort into like what we want uh to be riding so you know it's just only our fault if if we get something bad <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah what, what are you riding right now what's your equipment right now with uh the uh surf stand-ups yep the, like the the board i i pretty much go to every time i'll have from you know four feet to eight to ten feet will be like a 7.6. The 7.6 that Nash makes, the Hokula 7.6, that thing is uh, it's, it's pretty all-around good board. And, and how, um, how many liters is that board? That one, oh, let's see, liters. It's a good question. I'm always bad with those things. I'm probably, I can um, look it up. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, yeah. And what, what do you weigh? But that one's by 25, I believe. 7.6, so 25? Yeah, so it's actually kind of buoyant. Uh-huh. From, like it's it's a larger board than most guys are riding on on tour. Like 
Where, where are you sinking to when you're just kind of standing there? Do you sink it? Just yeah. If I'm just standing, I'll I'll be sinking down to like just below my knees for sure. Okay. But uh, but paddling, you're pretty fine. It's it's not like what Mo's on. Mo's sinking down to his waist. That guy's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So Fisher Grant was and and Kieran Grant were just down here for a week surfing with me on a way yeah it was awesome those kids are amazing man um yeah actually was just on the podcast and his podcast uh just went live yesterday which was really cool uh inspirational dude but um yeah they're sinking kieran sinking his boards fisher sinking his boards you know like almost to their waist and i hopped on yeah that's just a whole different sport yeah yeah and but for some reason like it almost gets easier once you're used to it It, it's like there's this yeah. I think it's but easy I, to I don't stand, but then getting yeah. out of the hole is what I'm calling it is really difficult. Yeah, totally. And that's where I, I kind of stand with like, like, oh, should we go smaller? Should we go bigger? For me, like, I like to paddle. And uh, when we're not looking at contests, like, yeah, I don't need to be stuck in some hole. <laughs> like, I like, I, the reason I stand up, you know, is not... Yeah, if I wanted to be that low in the water, I'd shortboard. <laughs> just shortboard. <laughs> yeah. But um, oftentimes it's just nice to relax and paddle and and see something. I usually, yeah, I just I don't know. But when you talk about like contest surfing, you know, it it comes down to like if you're riding a board like that and someone else has a larger board, they you when it comes to paddle battles, you're screwed. <laughs> right. So. It's you know, there, guys are running into that problem all the time, and me, I like, I just prefer a little more rail on my board, so uh, kind of works out that I ride a board with a little more volume. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Um. So, of the sports that you do, what's your what's your favorite sport right now? What do you enjoy spending your time doing more? And then walk me through like a perfect day in your life if you could set it up and just have the whole thing teed up. From sun up to sundown. Gosh, you know, like picking one favorite thing to do is, is tough. Like I swear, you go, I go through phases. Like you, you get hooked on something for a little while, and then it, it kind of like goes to the back of your head, and you haven't, you don't touch like that sport for a little while, and then, it, and then it comes back. You know, you're doing, you get caught up doing little things. Like right now, I'm actually like super pumped on mountain biking. It's just random. <laughs> I'll get pumped on it sometimes. Right now, I am. It's, it's it's like it usually stems from training for an ocean sport. So right. I'll, I'll always fall back to like going in the water. Like surfing is number one, you know. Okay. Like, like any given day, surfing's involved. It's a good day. And then if you get another one of these bonus sports like diving or mountain biking or fishing or hunting, it's all it's just a bonus. But uh, getting in the ocean and doing some some wave riding is, is the number one for me, for sure. Right on. But um, for for a perfect day, heck, you could fit in a lot. Days are long sometimes, you know. What, what can you fit in there? But um, uh, getting some waves with some friends would be really nice. Uh, spending a little bit of time underwater is not bad at all. Uh, but, um, Do you spearfish? Heck, Yeah. Right where I live, there's really good. Uh, it's just when when it's flat, you know, you got to do some, something else. <laughs> so <laughs> you go diving. I mean, I go diving. It's funny because uh, I 
I have a bunch of friends. And now I like Kai and, and Cody, all those guys. It, it's just it's different. It's funny that it's so drastically different of li- like lifestyles compared to just another island. Like so? Explain that. Kai, in a sense, like, I don't know, just talking about like what our ho- extra hobbies are besides surfing. Everyone's pretty much tied to surfing. And I guess their lifestyles aren't that drastically different. It's just like the things we do when the waves aren't good are different. Like, um, you know, like if the waves are down, the wind's better over there. So obviously, like everyone's into wind sports. And you come to the North Shore, nobody knows how to how to do wind sports, really. Like not many people do wind sports. So it's funny when uh when uh yeah when when guys like when when you try to compare those kind of things. Like I'll go over there. Or Kyle was spending time at my house, and it's like, it's flat. It's like, what do I do? And there's no wind. It's like, we're going diving. It's like, well, really? Like, <laughs> it's, it's funny. It's like, well, yeah, of course we're going diving, you know? It's kind of like that normal thing, and then I'll be spending time on Maui, and, you know, it's the same scenario, but it's windy. And it's like, oh, we're going to go kiting. I'm like, I don't know how to kite, dude. <laughs> it's, it's funny. But um, in that sense, at least we we all know how to do a little downwinding and uh, keep keep that going. But keep together there. Yeah, but but where I'm where I live, everyone kind of does that, and and uh, I've always been really fishing used to be my number one favorite thing to do, and now it's definitely something I enjoy doing. I just don't get around to it as much. Uh, when you guys fish there, are you guys taking out boats, or are you? Um, you know, taking out canoes. Or yeah, guys guys can do you know you can do all all that kind of fishing uh trolling whatever but personally um my favorite would be just free diving yeah just because uh i don't know it's under the water and it's relaxing and you can select all the fish you want instead of waiting around and maybe getting a fish you wouldn't want (laughs) uh but uh when i do get a chance to fish with a pole it's usually just like during training runs i try to incorporate bringing a uh, hand line or something and if i'm going for a paddle downwind usually pretty consistently catch um which is nice so that kind of stuff but there's all kinds of different ways around here like um i don't know if in costa rica they do a lot of like throw net or any any fishing with nets uh no not a lot of net fishing um yeah except for when the chinese boats try to come through and net our waters um no, but yeah, yeah. I've been geeking out yeah. lately on on kind of my perfect day these days is trying to get barreled in the morning and then trying to shoot shoot dinner for the family in the afternoon. We live on this little bay. There you go. And actually, the other day when when uh, Fisher and Kieran were down here like two days ago, we had one of the best days ever. Where the reef was breaking out back. There's a reef outside of my place. It's like a 15 yeah. minute paddle on a stand up to get out there. And that was like chest high and pretty mellow. But the visibility was good too, which doesn't happen when it gets bigger. So we brought out an inflatable and a couple sets of spear gear and uh, a stand up ah. and a short board and just took turns That's shooting epic. fish and catching waves for like three hours. Got dinner. And, That's awesome. Yeah, it was money. That was a really That's- good day. That's epic day. That's see, that's the perfect day right there. Yeah, yeah. That, I think that's where that question came from. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that would be a perfect day in my books too. So <laughs> speaking speaking of perfect days, that that segues beautifully into probably the most perfect place on earth, which is Fiji, which you guys yeah. did a lot of filming for the Sup movie, which we'll talk about in Fiji. Um, how was yeah. that, man? How was how was doing stand up out there? When I went, it was three years ago. I spent two weeks out there, and I was not yet paddling paddle surfing or just a little bit. okay um, yeah 
I think that place would be incredible for it, though. Yeah, there's uh, just, you know, I mean, obviously the place is beautiful. Um, just it, as in the aspect of exploring, like, a beautiful place, the stand-up is killer. Um, just just checking out the mangroves and all the blue waters and for diving. Um, we're doing all that kind of stuff. But uh, for the waves, for sure, like cloud break, definitely a good wave to be stand up paddling if you're very goofy foot. I, was about I mean, to say, I'm, goofy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a goofy, so it helps. But uh, Kai was definitely pushing the envelope on backside surfing out there. You know how many barrels Luckily. I dodged when I was there for two weeks? It was, it was <laughs> laughable. <laughs> <laughs> There's, uh, yeah. They're, they're pretty unav- unavoidable. It's crazy. That wave is just so perfect, you know? It's so but amazing. it'll lock you in there for sure. But we got lucky on that trip. We we had a great time. Um, we had a couple days of like six to eight foot surf. Mm-hmm. And then uh, for the most part, just kind of fr- fun and friendly, which is really kind of good for the, for the stand-ups. Sure. But um, it's funny, like, yeah, like we were saying or kind of earlier, like I was talking – like a lot about stand-ups being good in the big waves. Like, heck, it would have been it would have been cool to see some real swell come through there. I mean, obviously, it would have been scary, but uh, I think there's few better crafts in the stand-up to to chase it down. Yeah, well, let's talk stand-up and big wave and how the sport, the sports, and I don't know if if um, you should call them two separate sports. I, I almost think that big wave riding is it in itself its own sport. But stand-up and big wave riding seem to be coming more and more joined together. Is that just a natural yeah. progression of so many of the guys coming from Hawaii? Or, or how, where do you see that correlation? Yeah, I mean, I think with, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty natural, I, I believe, you know, just like just how sports end up going. You know, like you look at surfing, I mean, obviously, um, you know, it's, anyone's given skills level, they're all – Every, like, if you take one surfer, you know, everyone starts out. No one's going to start off riding a 20-foot wave, um, really, unless they get unlucky and have to. But, um, uh, yeah, you know, you all have your stepping stones and your goals and what you want to do. And, and um, you know, they work from the smaller waves up, and, and everyone's trying to push themselves. And I think that's just the natural progression, whether whatever craft you're on, you know. And, and we've seen that in surfing prior because, you know, guys – and getting bored of the small waves, and they want to push the the limits, and um, and I think that word bored is not necessarily what I want to use, but like uh, in in stand up, you know, guys are becoming more comfortable in what they can do on the smaller waves, and and obviously a big challenge would be to ride a larger wave, and and it's a uh, it's that uh, challenge and excitement of riding large waves that I think uh, is drawn people on stand-ups to be doing it. And, uh, yeah, I think a lot of the guys that are, you see doing it are, are exactly those types of people that that um, that have already put in the time, like, feeling comfortable in smaller surf, and they work their way up. And, uh, yeah, it just, just seems, like, pretty natural. But given that it has reached the, the big waves, and we're all stand-up paddling bigger waves um, when they do come around, which is rare, um, yeah, it, it's they've been proven to be really uh, – efficient tools to, to catch the waves and ride ride that the waves of that that size um i really enjoy it do you and feel more I know comfortable a, on a on a stand-up paddling into big surf or, or paddling in prone i actually 
I feel more, I for sure feel more comfortable on a stand up. Yeah. Um, given that, I don't know, just, just the uh, aspect of being, of already standing up. Part of the, the biggest challenge of riding big waves is like being in the right spot and catching the wave, with, which takes a lot of effort. And with a stand up paddle board, you can, you're paddling faster anyway, and then standing up. So at least that, Ideally, on a stand-up board, you're already standing up when you're catching the wave. So, uh, yeah, that kind of takes out a few factors that that weigh in. But it's still still a real challenge. I just feel more comfortable being up and seeing whether where what's going on in the water. And you know, you kind of kind of have like a, a few extra seconds to to see a wave come in and and know where you want to be and be in the right spot. Yeah. Um... Where do you like to surf, bigger surf on a stand-up? Are you headed over to Jaws when, when it breaks? Um, you know, I haven't put too much time over there at Jaws. Kai's invited me uh, last year for a swell. I'm going to go over, and but it's it's always nice to go with somebody that knows it, and Kai's one of the best out there. So it was cool. I just, I, I, I just started off prone. Just I kind of prefer to, to try new waves that have crowds on prones first. Just sure. uh out of respect and and plus i don't know i feel like you can really observe a wave better um and get the feel for a break when you're more in the water as in, as in the water as you can be mm-hmm. uh, so yeah but i haven't gone over to jaws much but um uh i haven't tried to stand up yet but um yeah like this front where i'm where i live on the north shore when the waves get big at jaws it gets big over here as well so there's a whole handful of spots that that will be breaking over here, and and I've I've surfed them for years on on uh, the prones. So it's just a uh, just a natural transition to to catch a few on the stand up, and uh, yeah, like spots like Himalayas and um, Phantoms and all the all the waves that are around here. There's a lot with no names, but uh, and that's kind of where stand up is nice actually, also because you can go check it out and. Yep. not necessarily be like, you know, you see a wave and it's like, Oh, is that even surfable? And then it's like with a standup, you can, you can be like, ah, I'm not actually going to surf it. You know, I'm just going to go for a paddle. You know, when would you do that on a prone paddleboard? But then once you get out there, you're like, yeah, I think I want one of these things. So you catch a wave, but, um, yeah, just they're, they're good for all around surfing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mo, Mo on his episode said that uh, Haliva is one of the heaviest waves that he surfs out there. He said if you can handle a heavy wipe out there. You can For sure, heavy wipe. That's a heavy wave. Yeah, that's a when that wave is on. Even when it's small, it's a heavy wave. But uh, yeah, when that wave's just the way it's set up, there's so much water moving through there. That's and um, that's uh, that's not a wave you yeah you want to mess with when it's big. It'll It'll hold you down. That's the thing. Like it's it's got this weird angle where it's just I don't know. It just doesn't want to let you up. Sometimes <laughs> it can be spooky. But there's a yeah. There's a lot of waves around here like that. So you just gotta pick your pick your days and be cautious. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, how much time do you spend on the stand up on the North Shore versus on a on a shore? I assume you still shortboard a bunch too, right? Yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, I actually, 
I probably out of if we put this in a percentage, like I grew up shortboarding all the time, and and uh, there was a time when I did a lot of stand up, but lately I've been finding myself doing a lot less stand up, like on the North Shore, just because I don't know it's it gets so crowded, right? And um, I don't know if I want to go surf and get in the water, I'll just take a shortboard because it's kind of a hassle sometimes to go into a crowded spot on a stand up, like everyone knows, you know. So uh, I'll only stand up if it's like uncrowded around here which gets it mm-hmm. which is pretty rare but um yeah i'll, I'll probably stand up 30 percent of the time nowadays at a and shortboard the rest gotcha. but uh when i'm traveling that's the thing like when i'm traveling which is like half the year i'm stand up paddling no matter what so i don't really feel like i, I kind of don't feel the urge to stand up paddle as much when i'm home i just want to get in the water and surf or body surf or whatever it is and then I'll jump on the stand-up, but I've, I'm, I'm doing my fair bit of stand-up when I'm on the road, so, you know, you don't want to get... I naturally don't do one thing too much <laughs> compared to the other. Yeah. Um, last contest, I think, was Tahiti for you, for on the stand-up? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, the surf, surf contest, yeah. And, and you took out your buddy Kai in that? <laughs> I was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how yeah, was that event? That event uh, was killer. It was we we scored some good waves for sure. That was uh, anytime you can get an excuse to go down to Tahiti is a great one. And um, you know we, we've been unlucky in the last few years with swell. And um, yeah, we kind of got we we scored. We could have had it could have obviously been a little bigger, but the wave stopping us, which we were surfing, um, it was a left, so it's a barreling left, so. I was, I was stoked for sure because I'm goofy footer and um, yeah I we did I did have a heat with Kai it was actually a crazy heat we had it was like Kai um, Kelly Imamala and Bo Nixon I was like what is this why <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what was the funniest thing was um, Mo and I Mo is staying like I I have like close family friends down there from Tahiti and they come stay here in the winter and we go stay there in the summer. Sick. And uh, I, I always stay with them when I'm down there, and Mo didn't have a place. So I was like, oh, you know, there's extra room where I'm at, so, you know, come stay with me. So we're staying together, and uh, Mo was my caddy at that And um, it was like, late in the evening, and the waves were coming up. And so the wave wasn't barreling that hard earlier because it wasn't big enough, but the swell was supposed to be rising. And a heat before mine, it started to, like, keg off the end bowl but no one was sitting down there because they know no one was like really like you know it was so inconsistent you were better off in a heat mindset to go catch a couple waves at the point and um mo like we come into the heat i'm like oh, i think i'm gonna sit on the end bowl and, and hope for one of these big like barreling bowls and i was getting all pumped but obviously i look at that heat and i'm like god oh, there's a very limited chance i'm gonna make it out of this heat <laughs> these guys are heavy yeah so i was like you know what if i get a couple of those waves at the end bowl like they're gonna be the scores and if i don't then i'll start scratching around with those guys they're all vicious competitors but great great guys obviously but uh yeah so that was the game plan and and uh, mo's like oh you know if you if you win this heat I'm, I'm buying you dinner. I'm like, okay, that's a good, good uh, motivation right there. So we went out. I went out in the heat, and I just kind of got lucky and got those. Got a couple. I I waited patiently and got a two two high scoring waves, 
while everyone was scratching over there and they never really came and sat by me because, I mean, it wasn't that consistent. But um, I thought for sure Kai was making it through, but um, I guess he just didn't get the scores and then Bo Nixon got it. But, um, yeah, that was uh, that was a, a fun, fun heat and I ended up getting some uh, dinner out of it. But the crazy thing was <laughs> the next heat, because I made it out, um, the next heat we had the next day was me and Mo, man on man. Oh, no. So, yeah, we we went to dinner knowing that. So we were joking around that we weren't going to be talking to each other. But <laughs> it ended up being fun. And, and Mo ended up take, taking it and moving on, which is good because, uh, you know, he's uh, he's he's got some good points on the tour right now. So it's good for him to keep going. But, yeah, that was a, that was a fun time in there in Tahiti. Nice. Hoping to go back soon. Nice. So – that was on the Stand Up World Tour. What is what are your yeah. plans for the future? How much of the tour are you going to be doing? What's what's the next couple of years look like for Noah? The next few years would be interesting to see. Uh, if you know, let me know, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, now, nah, like, definitely, my plans have changed since the last few years. I've been on tour for the last like three years now, and um, definitely loved all the experiences. And you know, there's just so many events in Stand Up. And there's so many races. You know how it is. You know, there's five races every weekend somewhere around the world. And, and um, yeah, so personally, I don't know, I've just kind of f- f- sort of fallen off of the competitive, I don't know, bug. I don't feel that competitive anymore. It's just, and, it, and really, to, to be at the top, you you can't, you know, you can train all you want. But when you get into a 10-mile race, flat water, and you're like, you know, you've trained as hard as you could, and everyone's killing it. And it comes down to who's, you know, that much more like has that, you know, key. If you're really not that driven for it, it's uh, it's no, hard to. No. Yeah. Um, your internet or my internet just cut out for a second there. Let's start oh, that shoot. part again, and I'll, I'll edit it back together. No a worries. Little bit. Um, yeah. all right. So, so, so no, what do the, your results are good. I mean, obviously you're an incredible surfer. What what are the next couple of years looking like for you on a competitive front? Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, I, I just kind of fallen off of, uh, the competitive scene, like motivation. So I think with the next couple of years, I was, I was hoping to explore, um, I don't know that stand up is so versatile and 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 uh, you can take it anywhere so i i mean just want to i've been traveling the last couple of years in between um com- competitions and just doing fun trips that uh with my a few of my friends and uh just taking them on adventures down the coastlines of, of like the islands around here and down rivers and and just you know fun camping trips which i'd love to do it's a, those adventures are are uh you know, those, that's what keeps me excited and keeps me going, and I enjoy that kind of stuff. And and obviously, chasing swell <laughs> is is super fun. I want to always be at a good wave, so that's always nice. But um, so yeah, this year kind of geared up more towards having some freedom to chase swell if it's if it's somewhere around the world, and and um, you know, explore what the stand up can do and where it can go on uh the adventure sort of scene and um 
and yeah, that, that's kind of the, obviously still do some events for sure. Um, I've already done all the events of the, like so far this year in the Stand-Up World Tour. I might, uh, I'm going to skip this one coming up in Brazil, but I'm just playing it by ear right now. Um, just kind of not, not too tied down to, to contests. So I have some time to, to split and do the fun stuff. <laughs> well, I think that's every surfer's dream, right? I mean, Dane Reynolds yeah. figured it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those guys surf, figured it out for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so I've been lucky enough that uh, Nash and Hurley have been supportive of that 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 path. So, giving it a go, and and um, yeah, I just looked at it like in my head. I was like, okay, like if I did have a nine to five job and I had like a one week break, what would I be doing? You know, what would I want to do? I'd probably go on some cool adventure somewhere new and or go chase some swells. So, with that sort of freedom and that sort of uh, men- mentality. I'm just trying to take advantage of this uh, opportunity and go check check out some new places. <laughs> that sounds incredible. Just make sure you blog it all so that we can follow. Yeah, and that's the whole the whole idea is uh, like one of my passions is actually film. Okay. And uh, and yeah, it just it just works out that everywhere I go, I'll make a make a video and and be posting it. So it it uh, that's what really makes it a possible. I think without doing something like that, I don't know how. Uh, Excited Nash or Hurley would be. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so so let's talk sub movie since you talked about your passion of film. That's an amazing movie. Yeah. The best best stand up movie to date, hands down. All right. Thanks. Yeah, Yeah, that was, I was really, really cool to be a part of. I was, uh, just lucky. What what was your role in the movie? Um, I was just another surfer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it was, it was cool though. I actually, uh, appeared a few times. It ended up being, few times um kai and johnny de great friends of mine uh approached me and i think a lot of people on the stand-up scene i said uh it was a year and a half ago i believe and um actually i remember uh thinking in my head we're at a it all kind of started um we were at the surf the sup awards you know it's like you know it's every year we got the sup awards before we go to Battle of Paddle, and we're over there watching some of the. They had a, a bunch of the, uh, the movies screening, and and there wasn't like a whole. I think that year there wasn't that much exciting, like you know, that was winning. I was like, oh, you know, and we all knew there's there's better things going on in the sport of stand up, and uh, I was thinking in my head, I was like, oh, because I I kind of want to do more traveling for surf instead of traveling for contests, so it sounded like a good good idea to try to talk to Johnny I was like Johnny we gotta we gotta make a movie one of these days you know and I kind of just said that and then didn't think much of it and then I think him and Kai started talking about like oh Kai obviously was thinking the same thing and he's like yeah hey, we gotta make a movie that that's you know that's exciting and, and just surf related you know and because um, the sport has had that reputation to be something just for for older out of shape people for some reason <laughs> you know like that's what you hear a lot of time people are like oh you do stand up what really but um yeah so that's that's the image we were trying to um you know kind of clear people's head that it's just, it's actually a progressive sport so uh, anyway it was cool to be invited onto the scene and uh, they just kind of had that vision of oh let's go just 
you know, film some progressive stand-up surfing and make a video. So uh, last year, that was what was going on. And anytime we had a little spare time, we were looking at uh, swallows and stuff. And I was lucky enough to, to jump on the road on a couple of those trips and ended up landing myself in the movie a few times. So that was really cool. Nice. Did you have any role in post-production? I, I saw um, that you helped with, uh, with back in Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how much I really helped, but uh, I, I was... <laughs> Maybe it is a burden. <laughs> nah, it was cool. Uh, Johnny knows my passion for vi- film and video, and, and uh, when we were up in California, between the time of like the the movie being edited and then Battle of the Paddle, which was like a like a three week stint, um, uh, they they let me stay. I was sleeping like in near their studio, in the studio sometimes, and uh, in their where they're doing the editing. And um, it was cool. Just he just kind of brought me in, like help, because I knew a lot of the footage, because I was in a lot of the uh, in a lot of the trips, and I actually was in charge of the footage uh, for like the Maldives and that kind of stuff. So they needed help sorting footage. So um, yeah, that was cool because I got to just sit back and kind of watch what they did and watch the whole process of what it took to make that movie, and uh, it was pretty cool. Uh, I don't think I really did very much to help, but it was it was definitely neat to watch and see what the the whole process was and and watch what they really did to to make it happen. So that was, that was a cool little journey. Nice. Well, the product is incredible. I actually watched some of it this morning. All right. Uh, yeah, eating lunch, Thanks. Watching, yeah. watching some of the movie. I've got it. Um, I dig it, yeah. especially like those guys. Poor Boys Productions, they kill it over there. Johnny and, and his whole team. That was definitely, they did a good job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, surfing's pretty good, too. Yeah. <laughs> Some um, serious stuff. Yeah, no, really, really good surfing. Really good surfing. I'm excited, I think, over the next few years where you're going to be able to just have fully standalone surf videos for stand-up without, yeah. any, without anything else in there you know and it's coming it's like you still kind of yeah. need to showcase the sport and i get with sponsors and yeah. the whole thing i'm sure there's some obligation there to, to show some other aspects of stand-up because the surfing component right now is still so tiny but yeah um, that movie's a great first step and kind of what we're trying to do here on the paddle podcast is to highlight people that are really the tip of the spear pushing it. Yeah. yeah that are pushing it man because it's um it's like Dogtown and Z-Boys right now. There's just this like, yeah. group of friends that are incredibly good at something that's awesome and nobody realizes it yet. No one realizes yeah. how cool this sport is. So <laughs> it's fun. It is, it is, it is cool, though. And, and, and it is something that really needs to be pushed because, like, uh, yeah, there's just not a lot out there. And uh, compared to surfing where you got, you know, a progressive, uh, well-done – 10 minute video every other day you know it's like stand up you get one of those maybe once a year so and you can count <laughs> on your hand who's doing them it's Kayo and Mo. yeah you, you guys saved all your footage for a year to do the movie which i completely understand yeah um but there wasn't a lot of, of content coming out from you guys there for a little while but totally um, yeah that's something i need to change as well <laughs> yeah well yeah so, um, all right, a couple more questions for you, and then I'll let you get on to some more fun stuff. Um, thanks sure. again for doing this. Uh, no worries. Let's, let's, talk, let's talk paddles for a minute. It looks like you use the Nash LE uh, yeah. from the movie. Yeah. 
that you're going right to? Those? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty. I like to stay consistent with the paddles, and and those seem to work. So um, definitely, uh, definitely trust in them. Gotcha. Paddle. I like a light paddle, and those are really light. So they're super. They're super light. I um. Yeah. I go back and forth between that and another paddle being my favorite paddle. Sometimes really? I feel like it's too flexy. Um, yeah, it's a, it can be a little flexy. Yeah. Like actually, in the big surf, um, I prefer to to use a and actually a racing blade just uh-huh. cut down, just because, well, yeah, less flex and you can just paddle into something a little faster. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I also, they work great. I also find on bottom turns when it's a little bit bigger and you're really having to lay out on the rail, it's just a little bit too yeah. much for me. Um, yeah. But I love Makes that sense. blade. And I would bet that if you just threw a little bit more carbon on that paddle and made it just a little bit stiffer, it'd be it would be really Killer. really good. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what they're gonna do for next year. So Perfect. we talked about the same thing. You got the cool. you got a good mind there. <laughs> <laughs> I spent a lot of good time vision. doing this, dude. Um, yeah. Last question for you: Who who inspires you when you look around and you see people? It doesn't have to just be surfers. I mean, this could be just like life models like people that you want to like model your life on um it seems like you've got a lot of potential in in a lot of different areas um when you look out there as far as role models who are you looking up to what are you trying to learn from them yeah like role models just a lot of people to look up to and doesn't have to be people a lot of people know you know right Uh, yeah there's there's people around me that i grew up looking up to um, whether they're just people, a lot, a lot of the guys I looked up to, it's funny, and people, know, no one would know if I said it through an email, you know, guys like Brennan Shea, you know, Guy Perry, um, these guys are just all around good, good guys and hardworking dudes and, and, uh, good watermen, of course. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, like, just, I like to look up to people that are doing good things with themselves and, and uh, staying fit and and healthy and and just nice people, you know that uh, do their best to uh, give back and and uh, leave a a uh, lasting footprint in the world. <laughs> nice. I don't know. Yeah. And what about surfers? What surfers? Who's got the best style out there as a surfer? Like, what's? I definitely like to watch Rob Machado surfing. That's a that's that's an art form right there. Yeah, and your father's path uh, too, right? You're the first, maybe one of the uh, first guys doing what he's he he, he kind of yeah. I don't know. He's out. definitely the he's on the forefront for sure. But um, yeah, he's and that's just another one of those guys is just an all around guy. You know, it seems yeah. like a a dude to look look up to in a lot of aspects. But yeah, his surfing's insane. Um, I like watching Dan Reynolds, he's always going to do something you crazy. That's exciting. Um, and, uh, Kai is actually fun to watch surfing, even though he's just my friend. He's just, you know, I love watching Kai, I love watching Cody, those guys. It's just, it's fun to be around guys like that or, you know, you're pushing each other to get better and, uh, and it's always exciting to see, see them surf. Well, Noah, thank you very much for your time. It's exciting to see you surf too. Um, I can't wait to see... (laughs) the uh the videos coming out over the next yeah, year I'll have to send them your way yeah please do please do and sure. um yeah man any any last thoughts for everybody 
yeah, just um, heck, thanks for having me, and uh, and uh, yeah, keep 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 paddling. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Have a wonderful day. All right, thanks. You too. Take care. It's the Paddle Podcast. <laughs>